Welcome to the Isle of Misfits, where every day is awkward in the most amazing way. I am your humble host and chief misfit, Nancy Carmichael, and boy, do we have a treat for you today. It's a first, really, because I can honestly say in the five years we've been on this odyssey of the odd, we have never once brought up the subject, let alone a whole book about the Amish life. Well, that ends today, my misfit friends, because with me right now is none other than New York Times best-selling author, Shelley Shepard Gray. She's one of the most beloved voices in inspirational romance, and particularly <laughs> beloved for her swoon-worthy Amish love stories. That's a quote from uh, someone who's read one of your books. Uh, she's written a bunch of them, by the way. I lost count. I, there's a lot of books that you've written, my friend, and her latest is called Christmas at the Amish Market. So you can see why I'm so excited. It is all Christmas and all Amish all the time here in the aisle. So let's do this. Welcome, Shelly. What a pleasure to have you here with us today. Oh, thank you. I have to tell you, I am delighted to be part of the show today. Um, as I'm excited to talk about the book and and the Amish and Christmas and anything else we can. Uh, it's it's truly my pleasure. Oh my gosh, let's do this. Really, I am I'm just I'm pumped. So um so we're gonna get started in just a second. But but first, so a little bit about you. You are you were from Ohio, correct? I live in Ohio. I currently live um, just south of Cleveland. But um, you might hear my my voice does not sound very Cleveland esque. It's um, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Houston, so, Texas. Um, okay. I I have not been in Texas for quite a while, but um, I have I've been lived most of my life either in Colorado or, or Ohio, and I'm in Ohio now. And you're in Ohio now. So is there is there a Cleveland accent? Have I missed something? Absolutely. There is. Yeah, we only moved here a little over a year ago and um everybody speaks really fast. But again, that can you could do just it? be me. Give us give us give us a good no, line. I can't. Can do I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's and, and um and everyone's been really kind. So it's nice. I don't mean that okay. in a bad way. It's just right. different. <laughs> it's different. Well, I, yes. Yeah, so uh, we, my family lived in Pittsburgh for for several years, and there's definitely a Pitts, Pittsburghese, they call it. It's not even so much a, of an accent, but they say things like yins instead of like, like in the South, right? You would say uh -huh. you all. In Pittsburgh, they say yins. Okay. Well, you so, know, I'm all yeah. for anything that, that gets the point across quicker. Right. So I, um, so yeah, I always thought saying you guys sounded like way too much effort when you could right. just do y'all. So, right. Yeah. Yep. Yins, y'all, right. you guys. I think that's Chicago, right? Chicago. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. So every, everybody's got an accent to someone who doesn't speak the same way they do. So <laughs> that's just the fun, the fun of language, the fun of communication. Absolutely. So, all right, well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk, oh yes, we're gonna talk about some Amish stuff today and we're gonna start it. I gave you a little heads up because it's the polite thing to do, that we have a stupid game prepared just for you. Yeah, I'm feeling very, you know, special, so I appreciate this. Okay, special, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, so not okay. stupid, like, okay, special and stupid, but not you stupid, but especially, fun stupid game so here it comes so the title of your stupid game because i always craft them in the time-honored tradition of our forefathers i craft them especially for our guests so yours obviously we got to talk about the amish today so here's what we're going to do 
The game is called Whose Amish Line Is It Anyway? And what we're going to do, I got two movies for you, all right? Because I only know, I know there's tons of them, especially Hallmark, right? Um, probably tons of Amish movies out there. But the two that I know go back to the day. One is called The uh, Witness, not The Witness, but Witness with Harrison Ford. And, right. Oh, I can't remember the woman. I should have. Kelly, Kelly, what is it? Kelly McGillis? Yes. Kelly McGillis, oh, McGillis. Wow. Yeah. So you know, you know your Amish movies. Um, you're yeah. already winning. And then the other one is. Uh, classic with Tim Allen and Kirstie Alley, who just sadly passed away. Um, but that one is called For Richer or Poorer, a comedy about Amish life. So so I'm going to feed you a line. Yes, ma'am. From, from one of the movies. So you got to tell me which movie was it For Richer or Poorer or Witness. So are you ready? I think so. I'll do my best. Okay, so. let's do this. Okay, first line. Coffee? This is a coffee drinking ordinance? Oh, praise the Lord, sister. <laughs> that sounds like for richer or poor. It sounds like you're right. Yes, that was Kirstie's uh, <laughs> character. Yes. So, yes, praise the Lord for coffee. I think we can all relate to that one. Okay. So, second, second line. What you take into your hands, you take into your heart. That's deep. Okay, that sounds a little bit more serious. So I'm going to go with witness. I think you went the right way because that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, I got a, a couple more here. Um, that's what women do to men. It's called love. <laughs> that would be for richer or poor. That is correct, ma'am. All right. <laughs> and, all right. One, one, maybe two more. Okay. Are you, all right, this is a conversation. So the first person, I'll even give you the name. So um, Rachel, right, uh, says, are you enjoying your reading? And John says, oh, yeah, I'm learning a lot about manure. Very interesting. <laughs> I so remember careful, this. Be careful, trick. Oh, I remember this okay. scene from Witness. So Yes, that yes, is Witness. Yes. Yeah, so I, I've expect, actually seen, yeah, I've seen this movie a lot, that movie quite a few times. So all right. So you Yay, all right, so I you feel do. I feel kind of good about this. And you should, because <laughs> I wasn't trying to trick you, but it was a funny line. So you think it, would it be good was a comment. funny line, yeah. All right. So our last one. Our last okay. line. This is another conversation. The first person says, Today was a good day. And the second person says, God only makes good days, Lavinia. Oh, boy. Um, I think that could be in either, but um, it could. Since I, I don't remember Lavinia in uh, Witness. I'll have to go for Richard Port. Excellent deductive reasoning. You are correct. You've scored 100% in our stupid game today. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel like I need to take this game on the road. Like, this is a good one. This is fun. I think you should. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's there's so many possibilities <laughs> with this. So now it makes me want to go see both of these movies all over me again. Too. Me too. Me too. So, all right. Now, um, this is a bonus. And this is actually a quote. I'm going to, this is spoiler alert. This is not a quiz. I'm just going to read you a quote actually from the very beginning of your book, Christmas at the Amish Market, because this just stuck out to me. This is like before the story even begins. Um, the blessing of sharing outweighs the blessing of having. Let's talk about that. Why did you put that quote at the beginning of your book? Well, you know, I love to um, include both a scripture verse and an Amish proverb with every one of my 
um, Amish themed novels. And I happen to have quite a few books of Amish proverbs. And um, it's so fun when I'm about halfway through the novel, I'll just start thinking, well, what, what proverb would go with this? And I just, I just love this, this quote because, you know, it, it's just, it, one, it's very Amish. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's all when you're in an Amish culture, in an Amish home and around the Amish, they're always so giving. And uh, they always inspire me to want to to want to think about others more, think about the big picture more. And so um, e even though I wouldn't necessarily say this, this proverb quote has to do with um, giving and, and sharing as far as Christmas gifts, it definitely has to do with the feeling of this season. So um, that's why I chose it. And every once in a while, by the time I finish the book, I'll be like, eh, this, this quote isn't really the best fit. But I, I was pleased with it. So that's, that's how it ended up staying in the book. Well, I love it. I, I think, and I agree with you. I mean, yeah, Christmas giving and sharing. Yeah, there's gifts, but but the transcendent thing about Christmas is it is obviously the greatest gift that any of us have ever received uh, in the gift of Jesus. Um, and it's also about hope, right? Because absolutely, yeah. it's and and that's one of the themes throughout this book is. Is it's 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 a far lighter Amish book than I usually write. I mean, usually my poor Amish characters are really going through some difficult times. Not to say that the characters um, all falling in love in this book isn't serious business, but you know they. I I really love that trying to um, just show that even when they are are trying to get through a busy day at work, trying to find the right um, way to get your boyfriend to notice you, trying to have a, an enjoyable evening that you've been counting on, it really is all about hope. Uh, hope, hope for the future, hope for each other, hope for this season. Um, it, it this was really an enjoyable book because it was to write because it was also positive. Right, right. So something that grabbed me right away, this is like literally within the first page or two, there's a line that just 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 jumped out at me and it speaks to what you just said. Um, and it's, it's this character, it's a it's a middle-aged guy talking to your 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 main character guy, right? To Wesley. He says things won't change. They never do. And I just heard the resignation and the disappointment and the and just the, you know, the hope deferred making the heart grow sick in that statement alone. Oh wow. Well, I, you know, I I wouldn't have caught thought that would be a memorable line, but I appreciate you saying that. You know, I I I love starting a book right in the middle of the action. And this book in particular, it's in the middle of a busy time at the Amish market. And my hero, Wesley, is just having a, a time of it. And it, it's always a little bit tricky as an author. You want to give the reader uh, enough to grab hold of to make them interested, but not give them so much information that they're it's kind of like a informational dump. And so um, it's always a little bit tricky, but I, I love adding conversations, especially with some kind of snarky customers at the, at the market to, oh, get yeah. the, to get the point across. And so um, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. And I, and I know that, you know, 
that statement in itself to me it's um it's a foreshadowing it's it's because to me it's a mood setting statement because who can't relate to that right so even though this book isn't about ernie i i think there's something there that especially at christmas time right because this is the season of hope this is a season of joy and you know magical lights and music and good feelings and hot cocoa and all of that but there's a lot of people going into this season they're like you know what i don't want to put my heart on the line again i, I don't want to set myself up for a disappointment i agree and you know the ironic thing is ernie bless him i mean he really is kind of my sad sack he, he's always looking at the at the negative you know part of a, of a scene right. or the situation but the ironic thing in the story is nobody thinks anything's going to change and by right. the end of the book everything's changed and they really all have found hope and they've because they've allowed themselves to be surprised and allowed themselves mm -hmm to work with God and to work with each other and to allow change to happen. And uh, in in this book's case, you know, it, it was just really uh, finding um, the, the right new friends, the, the right new love interest, the, the right person to spend your future with, or even daring to see your future in a different way. Mm, so that's good. Um, so that's that that's a little bit about the themes of the book i i it comes across at first glance as kind of just a a, a fun little um I, I read a review it said this was a love rectangle all kinds mm -hmm. of mixed up people but really um i i, I love writing amish fiction because I, it's so easy to pull some stronger meanings and to pull a, a strong faith message without hitting the reader on the head and uh, this book is no exception to, to that. Yeah, and you know, it's so true. I think some of the best and most meaningful and deepest stories, whether it's a book or a movie, you think it's light, but then it just hits you with a deep truth, right? And and I personally think even laughter, laughter is a great gateway, right? Because if you want to get to somebody's heart, get them laughing, get them, get them in a light place because then their hearts are open to what's coming. Oh, I agree. And and I, I'm smiling with you. I mean, I, I love to watch movies. I love to read books. And that's always what I'm hoping for is I want to be hooked and right. I want to enjoy the 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 book or or the time I spent watching a movie. But there's nothing better than turning off the TV or closing the 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 cover of the of the book and thinking, you know what, that was better than I thought it was going to be, or that was more meaningful than I, I thought it was supposed to be. And so that's always kind of a gift to me as as a reader. Oh yeah, yeah. So and okay, and speaking of being hooked, as you said, so I'm just curious, what got you hooked on writing about the Amish? Because like I said, you've written upwards of 100 books. Like I counted. I think you've got yes. one coming out, but like almost 100 books about the Amish. So I do consider you an expert. Um, <laughs> so what, what got you hooked? What? How did this start? You know, it's funny. I um, have been writing um, for, for quite a few years, I guess maybe four years. Um, and I, uh, I was asked by my editor, um to to consider giving uh, uh, writing an Amish romance and I uh, to be real honest I was very hesitant because um as I uh, as I told you earlier you know I, I grew up in in the city in Houston 
Um, not a lot of Amish wandering around Houston, Texas. And uh, but I did happen to live in Cincinnati. I lived from an hour from an Amish community. And I decided to go ahead and give it a try. And what ended up happening, Nancy, is I was talking to someone at my church about, I've got to start, I've got to learn some stuff about the Amish. And he's like, oh, you need to meet my wife who grew up Mennonite. And then I did meet her. And she said, oh, my best friend is older Amish. Maybe I could introduce you. And then when I did meet this lady, we clicked which I didn't expect to happen. Uh, a Texas girl um, meeting with an old order Amish woman and somehow we became good friends. And so all of that, because of all of that happening, it just felt like the right situation. I was in the right place at the right time in my writing career and maybe emotionally too. Um, and, and she gave me some of the, her, her name is Claire, my, my Amish friend, she gave me some of the best advice as for a writer that I've ever gotten. Because I, about maybe after I wrote three books in the Amish, and she had read them all, and I was always like ready to be like her, hear criticism, and um, and how I could improve. And so I asked her. I said, "Well, how can I get better?" And she said, "Shelley, the only thing you can do when you write a book is if I'm on page 120, I want to I want to turn the page to get to page 121." And so I've always I've always just kept that as yes, there's a lot of things going on, but I I, I want to write stories about the Amish that, that people want to read. Like like they're they're not they're they're not bored. They're they're interested in these in these people. And so um I don't know if I always succeed, but I sure try hard. Well, I think the New York Times bestseller is probably an indication that you have succeeded at that. So um... <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna lift another quote. I got this one off of your bio on on your website, and I love this because it, it speaks to what you're talking about. Um, it said, you know, I started writing about the Amish because their way of life appealed to me. I wanted to write stories about regular, likable people in extraordinary situations, and who just happened to be Amish. And what I love about that is because you, you're this whole journey for you started because of a relationship, really. Right. You Absolutely. knew you were going to do it, but it was that it was that relationship with Claire that catalyzed this whole thing. And it's people. Right. So sometimes when we think, you know, I don't know how much thought most of us give on a day to day basis to the Amish. But I think the tendency is like any other group, people group that we think of, we think of them as a monolith. Oh, well, they're Amish. Well, they're this, they're that. No, they're people. They're people who happen to be Amish and in that order. No, absolutely. You know, um, my husband and I uh, were invited to a, an Amish wedding um, probably 10 years ago. And there we were. We were one of the few Englishers there. And everybody know, knew I wrote about them. And so the girls were all kind of teasing me, saying, Shelly, you going to put me in a book? You know, they all, they all got, they all get a lot of, they get a big kick out of most of the Amish covers have like this beautiful Amish girl on the cover. So they're like, Shelly, you going to put me as you, one of your cover models? And I'm like, <laughs> no. But really, when we started, Started talking they said because um, they they do they don't always read Amish fiction but many um, gals have read other authors and and they've read some of my books and but what they said is is we we like your book Shelley because you make us seem like real people like people right. next door and I and I've 
I, I truly do feel that in my heart. Um, I when usually whenever I write an Amish book, the first draft, um, you, you if if you didn't know they were Amish, you might not even realize it. I, I don't have a lot of caps and buggies and and all kinds of things in in it. I have the story, and then when I go back on the second draft, I start trying to make sure I have the world just right. And that helps me because I, I like to write about the characters most. And then I want to create such a such a feeling and a scene that uh, the reader will feel like, okay, I've just stepped into Amish world. So um, it's kind of a twofold thing for for me writing these these books. But it's it's really been a blessing, and and it it kind of uh, relates to how this book is. It's kind of a surprise blessing. Didn't didn't plan on writing so many books, so many romances of, about the Amish. Yeah. Well as you said you're writing characters not caricatures and um that's that's the key where you know relationships real people in real situations that's what's relatable that's what's universal and transcendent i love what you said a few minutes ago about allowing yourself to be surprised right and daring to see your future in a different way and that's that's what you're going to find in this latest book that you wrote you also have a uh, another book that just recently came out called Happily Ever Amish. I wish we had time to talk about that. But what I would love right now is for you to tell people how to find this book, how to find you, how to find all of your 96 plus books. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank you. First, thanks for having letting me in, uh, be a part of y'all's group today. Um, you Hear can that? find y'all. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're glad I didn't say fixing too, right? But Christmas, <laughs> Christmas at the Amish market. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find it just about wherever you. Um, anyone is looking for their the regular books, you can find them online at a retailer. You could find it at a Hallmark store. You could find it at Walmart. Um, at, at your regular bookstore. Um, I hope people will will look for it. Um, and and maybe give it a try and. Uh, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with, with trying something new every once in a while. So maybe if, if someone's never wanted to give an Amish book a try, maybe maybe they'll they'll go to the library and see if, if Christmas is the Mar Amish market's there and, and check it out. I, I'd appreciate that. Yes. Allow yourself to be surprised. And also they can check you out, <clears throat> excuse me, on your website. Um, uh, yeah. So tell us your website. Okay, yeah, it's Shelly, uh, com. I'm also on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on, gosh, on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group called Shelly Shepherd Gray's Buggy Boot Bunch. And um, this, so I'm, I post all kinds of odd things there every day. So um, yeah, if anybody is interested in, in knowing more about my books or about me, I, I hope they'll, they'll, they'll seek me um, on, on line that okay so you know, you know how to find your friends well Shelly thank you so much for being here today I wish you the merriest Christmas and a season full of full of wonder filled surprises you also um thank you again and, and Merry Christmas <laughs>